Uh, Tuesday, October 24th, all 32 NHL teams will be in action. I think it happens twice this year where every team plays the same night. 16 games. Um, but here's the interesting wrinkle to all of this. Not one of those games will start at the same time. The first face-off is scheduled for 4 o'clock our time. Toronto, Washington in Washington, 4 p.m. Mountain. Then another game will start every 15 minutes, in some cases 30 minutes, but staggered right up until 9 o'clock our time when Philadelphia takes on the Golden Knights in Vegas. So you've got hockey going starting from 4 in the afternoon till 9 o'clock at night in 15-minute increments. Um, that's the latest start time I can ever remember for a weeknight game in the NHL. 9 o'clock our time? 8 o'clock, sure. 8.30, yeah. 9? Don't think I could remember one of those before. Likely next to no one will be watching that game in Philly when it starts at 11 o'clock local on a Tuesday night. So what's the deal? This isn't new. The NBA did the same sort of thing last year. Fans loved it. And there's a lot of excitement about this happening in the NHL. Why? couple of reasons, I think. But let's find out. We're going to have a conversation with Dr. Michael Narain, an assistant professor of sport management at Brock. Um, doctor, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate your time. Oh, thanks so much for having me. What's your take on this? What do, what, what do you think about 16 different games, not one of them starting at the same time, completely staggered throughout the evening? Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's interesting, and it, it certainly aligns with the vision of the NHL to work with its broadcaster in the state's ESPN, um, which I believe has the Tuesday night games. Um, and, you know, where revenue generation happens, and that's through sports gambling, you yeah. know, you and I have talked about this uh, over the last little bit, but... You know, the more games you have, the, the more things you can bet on, but also you create a situation for the broadcaster ESPN and, and whether it's on TSN or, or Sportsnet here in Canada on the Tuesday night, it'll allow for, uh, you know, sort of this NFL red zone type situation yes. where you've always got a game. There's no, you know, pause where everyone's on intermission for the first period or second period. It, it, there's constant movement. And if there's constant movement, then that means there's constant betting, there's constant viewership, and that just means dollars, dollars, dollars. You're, you're so right. It makes such perfect sense. I, I, I'm a Bruins fan in Edmonton, which mm -hmm. means I have to spend money to get the, the Sportsnet <laughs> streaming app so I can watch the Bruins game. But that also means I can watch every single game, Michael, every game that's on in the NHL. I think a lot of people use these streaming platforms, so you can sit down at 4 o'clock, and for probably eight consecutive hours, there is constant action. It's like you say, there are no lulls when it goes to intermission and all the 5 o'clock games are on the same break. I mean, it's basically eight solid hours. You can find action constantly, so if you're a viewer, you're right. That's a big, big plus. That definitely, and, and and you know what, it extends beyond just the viewership number, though, although that is maybe the primary goal here, but it also creates this condition where, you know, maybe you're still at work at 4 o'clock, maybe you're working until 5 or 6, yeah. but you, maybe you jump on your phone and maybe you're, you're streaming the game, or maybe you just jump into, uh, you know, it's the, the, the Play Now Alberta app, or maybe you're in Ontario like me, where you, you can use some third-party operators, and, and you can play some bets, maybe do your fantasy, you know, I'm big on the Tim Hortons, you know, pick, pick who's going to score tonight game stuff, so, so there, there's so many different ways to stay involved as a fan and you know ultimately in 2023 coming into 2024 you know fans aren't just linear you know you go home you sit down watch tv although there is still that segment you know fans are fluid right you know we're yeah. on the go we're on our phones we're at work we're, we're you know watching the kids that you know whatever they're doing so 
you know, if it's gambling, if it's fantasy, if it's, uh, you know, streaming on your phone or just, you know, what, however, buying a jersey, there are different ways to consume and to demonstrate and exhibit fandom. And, you know, the NHL is just trying to capitalize on that for sure. I don't do any sports gambling, but I understand that this is a big piece of the puzzle here, too. And you mentioned it earlier. How does it, I mean, because there's in game betting, you can bet on, you know, the next play in some instances, right? So, I mean, is it the same thing, just a constant source of action that you can gamble on nonstop for eight straight hours? Yeah, essentially. I mean, you know, there's some bigger events like, you know, who's going to win the game, obviously. And that, that can change yeah, over of time. Course. You can bet pregame or during the game. But then there, there's some unique um, elements to hockey, for instance. So one of the big prop bets now is called uh, a gift or goal in the first 10 minutes of the game. Doesn't matter who scores, but is there going to be a goal scored in the first 10 minutes of the game? And, and this gift prop is interesting because, you know, you get a lot of action in the first 10 minutes of the game and then, you know, you settle your bet uh, after the first 10 minutes of the first period and then you go, okay, did I win? Did I lose? Maybe I want to ride the, the horse a little bit or maybe, uh, you know what, I'm going to take my, my, cut my losses and run. And, and so, you know, maybe the, does Austin Matthews score the next goal? Uh, does Connor McDavid get an assist in the second period? There's all these sort of in-game micro activities, we call them micro bets, that, you know, yes, you can bet on are the Oilers going to win, are the Flames going to win, um, or is the over-under going to be over six goals, seven goals, whatever the case may be, but there are also the the game within the game, and, and you know, when you're trying to get someone to go from, say, a level two fan to a level six fan to a level nine fan, you know, moving them up that ladder, the more the more they move up that ladder, the more they're going to want to, you know, demonstrate their knowledge and say, hey, you know what, I've got a hunch that McDavid's going to score two goals in the third period. And that's where you start to see, uh, you know, some more sports gambling wagers being placed. But also, you know, you're getting people more involved. You know, I, you know, just really quickly, I, I didn't really care for the Jaguar Saints game last night, uh, NFL. I know we're switching from hockey to football, but, you know, I did place a bet on Travis Etienne to, to score a touchdown, and he did. And so I had a passive interest in the game because I had skin in the game. And so that, that's kind of what the NHL is hoping for, that if you keep games going, that you're going to keep fans interested in hockey, period, for a longer period of time. And instead of just a three-hour window when there are two-and-a-half-hour window when they're just watching their favorite team play. It's interesting to me the fact that uh, we're focused on the NHL making all of these changes, and it seems like the actual live audience is not the consideration of note here. It's sort of like there we'll deal with them later. Cause I can't imagine people in Philly are thrilled that they have to be at the rink or not Philly. Um, it's in Washington where they have to be at the rink at 6 PM on a Tuesday night. There's a reason those games start at seven, seven thirty. And, and if you're in Vegas, okay, maybe it's a little different in Vegas, but you got to go watch an eight o'clock start. Uh, you're at the rink till 11. So it's not tailor made for people who actually go and watch these in the local market live. It's a bit of a problem for them, isn't it? Yeah, it can be a bit of a challenge, but you know, one of the re- it's one of the reasons why it's on a Tuesday night and not say a Friday night, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know you're you're trying to keep the marquee events still marquee. But in saying that, you know, you kind of want to look at the, the, this as an opportunity and less as a challenge. The opportunity here is, you know, what maybe we can create more, you know, business development activity. You know, maybe, maybe you know the, the guys and, and, and the ladies in the suits, you know, they have a, a work meeting, you know, at five o'clock, yeah. six o'clock at the game, and so and, and you know that's a, people in Toronto already lament that, right? But this is exactly what you want to kind of cultivate is sport is not just, you know, win, lose, you know, tribe against tribe. It's also a community. And if you look at what's been done here in Toronto, obviously I'm based in, in Ontario, but if you look what, at what the, the Blue Jays have done with Rogers Center, you know, putting in the bars, putting in the standing seating and all that stuff, it's about creating an atmosphere and, and you know, creating 
the place to be. And so whether you're in Edmonton, whether you're in Calgary, whether you're in Vegas, uh, or in this case, Washington, if you can create it as the place to be, whether it's 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., people are going to want to go. And, and I, I do think, you know, people might be actually interested on a Tuesday night to have a little bit of a work meeting at 6, 6 yep, p.m., yep. maybe stay for a couple hours and then it's 8 p.m. and then go to the bars afterwards and, you know, have a, have a sort of nightcap before they head, head home. It's a, it's a brave new world. A lot of people are excited about it, though. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Uh, 